0: On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Oliver Banta. He is the VP of Data and Analytics at Wellframe. We're going to be talking about data org structures. And by that, I mean, you know, you can obviously have different types of models within your organization, uh, whether you're a startup or a larger company. And how do you guys go back, you know, refactor? and account from ML and data ops. I mean, there's so much now uh, going into these data teams that are coming so complex. And I am excited, Oliver, to have you on to talk about this.
1: Well, very excited to be here, I man.
0: Awesome, man. All right. Let's start off at the top with two things. One, what does Wellframe do? And uh, what are the responsibilities that uh, you have as the VP of Data and Analytics?
1: Yes. Well, thank you for the opportunity and I'm very excited to talk to your audience today. So uh, Wellframe is a um, care management or digital care management company at its core. So what that means is we're helping our customers, which are large health plans uh, and medium-sized health plans throughout the country, administer something called uh, care management, which is a relatively new decade or so or practice. Practice of helping the members uh, follow up on care suggestions from the, their providers or or general uh, filling what we call, called care gaps, like have you done your colonoscopy when you're over 50, disaster vaccines, things of that nature. And uh, what we typically see today is that health plans have dedicated staff that actually follow up on that and call you, call the members to say, it's like, hey, we see that you haven't really taking this vaccine or something, along those lines, or, or gone see your doctor on this particular issue, we would like you to do that in order to prevent further uh, complications. Uh, there are situations where people have been discharged from the hospital and uh, the the health plan would like to follow up and make sure that you have the care that you need at home etc. So it's, a, it's an advanced care model if you want and we provide a digital environment for that so it's an app that the user the member actually has in their hand to schedule medication reminders schedule appointments have uh, readings of so articles about their particular condition or disease um, that that they're being educated and, and can they, for take care of uh, Better take care of themselves. There's a plug-in to um, biometrics as well, uh, heartbeat diabetes, things of the um, sorry, uh, blood sugar level uh, testing equipment, things of that nature. So that all goes in uh to, to the app. And then on the, we have a dashboard on the health plan side that helps uh, these care managers now track multiple members and, and allow a portfolio of members to be uh, monitored and, and reach out to and interact with and help with. So what I do in all of that is I'm responsible for all things data, so to speak. So so I run a data engineering team, I run a data science team, and I run an analytics engineering team as well as a BI uh, business uh, intelligence team that is mostly responsible for our business metric reporting, uh, has some analysts in it, etc. So I'll pause there for a second since I, I know you talked a little bit about the pulling apart. Maybe we can go into that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and
0: and I guess, you know, maybe before we start talking about, I mean, you got four different teams you manage. So obviously you've gone through this process of uh, refactoring the team. Uh, and maybe we can talk about some of the drivers that go into that. But, you know, maybe go back a step before. Obviously, you have four different teams now. Did, was that always the case? You know, when you, you know, how far back if you go, you know, was the team one group or what did it look like when you first started
1: with the organization? So I've been relatively new to this particular organization here. So, so about seven months. Um, when I came to uh, Wellframe, the the focus had been a data science team ultimately, and then they had developed a capability. Um, that uh, was sort of more of an analytics engineering team, meaning that there was the data modeling was was uh, and, and Looker dashboards is what we're, that's our platform that we use um, for for visualization and reporting. That was done by a team that's called still or was still part of it what's called the data science team, but it effectively wasn't was was somewhat of a different capability. Um, when I came, I I more formally I guess separated those teams. And and uh, called out the activity of the analytics engineers uh, as as something specific and dedicated. They're, they're really responsible for uh, the the trustworthiness of the data. They're they're the ones building the data models. Uh, the the from from a from an ingestion point, uh, which is our data lake, if you want, um, building. Pipelines uh, that are data models effectively into a warehouse that allows us to query that data and then build reports off of that. And this data has to be trustworthy, so those analytics engineers have to know where the data comes from and are therefore concerned with both the movement of that data, but but more so with the content of it. How do you uh, how 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 to aggregate it and and whether the, the numbers that we're getting out of the reports actually make any sense. So somebody needs to take responsibility for that. So that's the analytics engineering team. I wanted to call that out and therefore made them uh, specifically in a separate team under me uh, than the data scientist team. Okay. That makes sense. So, so you broke
0: that out, obviously specific drivers when, when you are kind of, And I know you've only been there seven months and I know you've worked, you know, different type of companies in the past. Um, When you kind of look at the different ways you've experienced different teams being set up, what has been your experience with the different types of, you know, structures of the data team?
1: Yeah, so I often see particular now as we're looking at, at to grow the team and looking at Canons, there's often a the confusion with data engineering and analytics engineering. They're, they're, um, in my case here, what I decided on was to take a, a group of pipeline engineers that were located under our engineering team um, and make them part of a, a dedicated data engineering team that's dedicated to the data and analytics uh, hub, if you want. Um, so take them out of engineering engineering and make them part of the separate organization called data and analytics. The the benefit to me of that is that I have a dedicated data ops team that that if I need an upscaling of a um, a virtual environment, EC2 environment, or, or what we're in the Google side, but but nonetheless, um I, I don't have to actually work with a DevOps team that has a much larger remit, right? You know, if if we're thinking about a data science remit, um it it uh, is the iterative the highly uh, iterative nature of their work that that makes it and is critical to to their success. To wait for a couple of weeks or so until a DevOps team gets around to upscaling an EC2 service, just not feasible to to make that work. So therefore, a dedicated data engineering data ops team, so to speak, um, uh, is was critical for for me to have that under me. So that data engineering team, I then hired the a data, dedicated data engineering manager for it and took those pipeline engineers onto under, underneath that, that individual. The, the, how I separate this out for me is, is, and this is the confusion a little bit because data engineering typically for a lot of people still includes that, that content expertise that I described before for the analytics engineers. I I describe the data engineering responsibility more as the movement and storage of bits and bytes. They're they're truly in their in their nature engineers and are more concerned with the programming exercise and, and want to make sure that uh that it is most efficient, the pipelines are running as efficient as possible. You you have your um the engineering component, if you want, to to the movement of the data is is their expertise they're less concerned with what the data actually really means. That's the analytics engineer's job now in turn. Um, So that had, in my experience, I had done this in a role before, uh, worked well for us as a, let's say, medium-sized team or company, rather, um, where we we, uh, have smallish teams, but with separate responsibilities. It's also a... a, um, a little bit of a recruiting uh, tool for me, where I can focus on individuals that are more software programmers, but like to do that with data. That would be a data engineer for me, versus people that want to actually understand a little bit more about how the data comes about, where it's generated, how it's curated, how it's being used to to understand and see the impact of it on the business side. Those would be the analytics engineers for me.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you because obviously, as you have more defined teams um the hiring could either be easier or harder but in this case it seems that you know between the data engineering teams and let's say the analytics engineering teams it is a fine line that's potentially allowing you to just see where you direct talent based
1: on their their you know, ideal fit i guess yeah it, it sometimes actually helps a little in the sense that i can direct them to either team We're we're looking to grow both teams so therefore um, there's always an opportunity to say it's like well what where do you, what really is uh your core interest what where would you like to take your career do you want to become more technical be more programming or do you actually have an interest in becoming a little bit more uh focused on the particular industry that you said and become more of a data expert in that industry so it allows it, in the interview process already puts the candidate in charge of the their future career and where they want to take that um, and allow them to make that as a decision that, that has, I think, resonated with candidates and and then allows me to place them in one team versus the other.
0: I guess you, you touched on, um, you know, the op side um, and obviously the data engineers can help with that when it comes to some of the other stuff of actual infrastructure support for the data team. Is that, is that being pulled into your, domain and purview as well or is that staying with you know you know the team that that's currently with or whoever manages that
1: yeah, in and, and so in all uh, oh, uh frankness, that's that's a bit in transition, so to speak. The plan is to pull that as part of the or into the data engineering team, like a true data ops team. At this point, that still sits with DevOps, but um uh in the engineering team itself, but but I have in the past actually have owned that in a in a prior role with a different uh, firm. My data engineering team there was a true data ops team, and we owned our environment outright. Um, we had the contract with a with a cloud provider. We had the contracts with all the the tool providers, and and uh, so we we here as a data team we we're sort of halfway there. We already have the contracts with the visualization providers, and we we have contracts with um, some pipeline providers that we manage um, that are not part of. Uh, uh, devops responsibility at this point hmm.
0: interesting I, I get I guess uh you know as that process goes through that's going to be five teams potentially um you're adding some of those you know software components from another team some of the infrastructure components of the other team uh, I'm assuming that you you know uh, yeah as good as you are as wide as you are uh you can only be so deep, as you start getting wider here, you have to have some excellent managers um to be supporting you know these various uh, aspects of the team,
1: yeah, yeah. I was very fortunate to have a terrific, terrific analytics engineering manager already when I arrived here, who had sort of filled in a little bit as the 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 head of that that data and analytics team. um so so I was able to to backfill that role when I arrived and and uh you know give her back the responsibility for it for the the implementation and running of an analytics engineering team. Um and then was fortunate to to find a couple of months ago um uh, a terrific data engineering manager. I'm I'm currently I, I have a background on the data science side. Uh so, so it's my my original area that I come from. So I currently still manage that that data science team. Um, it's the smallest out of the three right now anyway, or are uh well four. Um that uh, allows me to to uh still still do that and <laughs> uh, dive a little bit deeper uh, there into um the the technical aspects particular where a focus for data science is on the delivery of the insights to the rest of the organization so so our customer services organization um in their their customer uh meetings I I often uh, join in in those meetings to then present the uh insights that we generate Generated from our analysis.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could imagine I could well I, I guess that that's where it kind of helps you. You have your own area of specialization
1: as well. So you get to you know take your deep dive when you want. Um that's why I focus there too. Sorry, to remember, but but yeah, the, the data engineering side is from my personal background, uh the 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 weakest. And I, I do believe it is important to know your own weaknesses too, and where you are the strongest. And then Backfill yourself in a way as a manager with the expertise that you don't have, as, as deeply. And and um, I, I suppose I have just enough to be able to identify a good candidate, and then then build the personal trust relationship with that individual to say I will give you the reins to to build a. Um a capable organization that does what I set out as a strategy for that team to do. So that's the way I approach that, to to give strategic guidance and say, I want this team to do X, Y, and Z. And uh finding a candidate that agrees with that is willing to say, yep, I will do that. And then give that individual now the freedom to to achieve that, those goals, in which Way and tactical the way that that individual is is now uh, proposing, it has to make sense to me. But but that's that's about it. The implementation is then up to the, the individual. Absolutely.
0: No, I was actually uh, I was kind of curious about that. You you addressed it, which is which is perfect. And then I was going to ask you. So you obviously came in, and the team's evolving. You know, you're you're setting it up based on I guess the needs you see for the team for the company to optimally execute. When do you reevaluate that, that, that the structure you've set up? Is there, is there periodic times where you're reevaluating it? Is it just dynamic? Is it reactive? Cause obviously you can only predict so much of what you need in the future.
1: so uh, I suppose, I don't know, in my own head, I guess I do that constantly. I, I, I... Ever stop thinking about how to make the right choices, right? You know, but but um, uh, you can't sort of change your strategy on a daily basis either. That just introduces too much, uh, you know, chaos in your own organization. So um, I, I, in my head, allow myself to to rethink, and then literally, like almost in the scientific or data scientific approach, you collect the evidence, right? You collect data, um, and say so it's like, all right, am I able to to uh do I see the results that I was hoping for and then maybe you know investigate a little bit particularly if you believe in the people that you hired um to see can I now correct um uh, in the direction if it's not going in the direction where, where I thought it would go um are there additional uh, resources I can give that individual? Is there, is there something that I can um, potentially do as a more senior manager to either uh, help that, that more junior manager develop or are there organizational uh, changes that I can make in, within the broader organization? Is, is maybe, uh, to, to play out a scenario, Maybe we're not successful. I am not. I am not successful in as, in bringing in the uh, responsibility for our analytics environment. Maybe that is something that for us as an organization makes continues to make sense to stay with engineering because maybe we're too small and therefore it's not worthwhile to to split out contracts and split out relationships with vendors and things of that nature. Because there is obviously an engineering team will have a need for for compute environments as well. Um, could very well be. Um, and then I have to be open and, and keep myself open to the change in that strategy and say, all right, well, this doesn't pan out. Maybe we don't take this on as a responsibility and we um, have a million other things to do as data engineers anyway. So so we'll just refocus a little bit. Um, that's evolving. That That is one of those aspects that can easily evolve over time, I would argue. I mean, not everything that you had planned in your head will always work out exactly the same way that that uh, you had planned it out absolutely
0: i was going to actually ask you about that so you know other other teams um within the company might have maybe similar capabilities maybe it's from an infrastructure standpoint maybe other aspects but having a team that's kind of more defined along the way that you have how do you i guess collaborate with those other leaders to make sure you know there's not redundancy or if there is you guys resolve that
1: or or potentially see some of those you know areas yeah that's a great question. and I actually have a, a pretty decent example here as well. So so it's it's on the other side, if you want, with my business intelligence uh, team. So it, it, at this point is uh, I function there as the manager as well because it's really just uh, constitutes or, or, or you know, exists of two people. One is a salesforce administrator,' it's sort of the other side where we keep our business metrics um, and and the other one is an analyst. So we never had an analyst before within the organization, and I felt strongly this was something that we actually should have, so we can stop having VPs, etc., type into Excel numbers to build reports and things of that nature. That's an analyst is was kind of perfect for that role. Is kind of what would uh, they they tend to do and tend to do well. Um And it as I as I uh, was was. I brought this as a central function, right? You know, I'm I'm a hub function, if you want. Uh, and this BI team is a hub function. This analyst serves all our uh, business teams: sales, marketing, uh, customer service, operations. Um, but some of these teams realized that they actually had a, a significant need for that as well. Maybe there is a bit of a strategic change in what some of their customer-facing uh, individuals, project managers, or, or or the like, are are what their responsibilities are. Uh, so so they started to think through an approach of Hiring their own analysts, which I actually welcome i i i it's not about turf building or or you know kind of um fiefdoms or whatnot it's it's to me it's always about a capability built it has to be a capability built for the organization for wellframe as a whole, not just for individual teams that's why I hired the analysts in the first place is supporting individual supporting wellframe as a broader company and all the different teams so of course, I would be, and they approach me and say, would you help hire the individual? We're looking for somebody that's maybe a little bit more technical. Um, And therefore, we don't know how to evaluate the technical strength of a candidate. Can you help? It's like, yes, of course, I will do that because it benefits the entire organization. And it will stand next to it and in parallel to my analyst that reports to my BI." team um, and to me but that is really just a nature of the the reporting structure right now it doesn't have to and will not forever be the nature of the work there will be more and more work that comes and i've seen this over the last couple of months um the, the you know towards that that one analyst and i will need multiple people anyway so we might as well carve out um a, a an additional role if you want for for that uh for, for the customer service organization i even offered up a ring fence model, which I have seen work well as well in prior organizations that I was a part of, where you have a reporting structure that goes to the um, analytics manager to me in this case, but that individual will only work on projects or, or requests from the customer service organization. That is a very viable model as well. You provide a cohort, a, a uh, sort of family of analysts and technical individuals for that candidate, but you have the business dedication to to one particular function within the organization. I've seen that work quite well.
0: Interesting. I mean, it sounds like um, you know, if if we revisit the topic uh in a year, year and a half's time, you'll you'll have uh, probably a whole different landscape, either a super mature team or or you'll have uh, probably refactor totally, the team based totally on needs. Yeah, it could be could be anything. It should be exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, uh yeah, we can have you back in in some time to 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 reexamine how the team and some of the decisions. I think that'd be awesome. Um, I was going to ask you. Um, I like to to ask guests now if there's a topic or question they'd uh, like a future guest uh, to address.
1: Yeah, so I am you know as the the um <laughs> uh, former data scientist if you want. I, I one of the things that we're still going to to uh, work on uh in, in uh, that will be on our future agenda is um an element of MLOps. We're a mid-sized firm. Um so how do you balance your your uh, capability build of insights versus MLOps um rather than than having a, 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 a or multiple teams, so to speak, which we can't afford. Can can you build this into one individual, two individuals? How do you structure a data science team that is both uh centered around insights and then then ops? So that as a um as a particular for mid-sized firms, um, that that would be of interest to me, obviously. Awesome. That 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 sounds actually like a good one. Um could, could be helpful
0: for multiple people to to hear about also if if somebody does want to reach out to you about the podcast or maybe they want to reach out to you and talk to you about you know your question particularly is there a, a good way of getting a hold of you
1: yeah, I, I'm pretty active on on LinkedIn, or at least uh, monitor that uh, regularly. So, so if somebody wants to reach out via LinkedIn, maybe reference the podcast. Um, yes, there is lots of recruiters as well that are often reaching out. I will ignore you, um, but everybody else that's on on you know asking on content, uh, more than happy to have a follow up conversation. Awesome.
0: Oliver, thanks for uh thanks for being on thanks for sharing really interesting topic I know a lot of data teams are you know they're they're tackling this complexity uh, in different ways I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and and how you've gone about it yeah my pleasure it was fun absolutely awesome that's it for this uh episode we'll be back again different guests different topic uh so two things uh, one if you can speak uh to the question about balancing those ml ops capabilities into your team and and how that structure looks and uh how it probably evolves over time um love to have you on because i think it's a topic a lot of people would uh, like to hear about um also if it's something that you want to drop Oliver a note directly feel free to do that um otherwise if you do find the podcast useful please share it that's how the podcast has grown and we, we like to see that. That's it for today. I'll be back again. Thank you and goodbye.